Listen, man, it's the real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch we will ban your bookies, wife. Step your game up. Stop being a slapdick. Make today a great day. It's Bang Your Bookie's Wife, and we're back, and nobody's more surprised than us, perhaps other than the people listening to us. You must have assumed this college sports podcast that didn't cover the playoff of the national championship game, surely they were dead. And people who've been following this for a while, there must have been many points where you were just like, they're done, right? They finished it. No, 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 no. We ain't, we ain't seen no bell yet. We were, we were boycotting because the Knowles were left out. We ain't seen no bell uh we've heard it plenty of times we have not seen it but uh they we wanted to come back because it's uh it's a pretty exciting time it's like honestly it, the national championship just happened and college football got way more interesting in the in the weeks after uh specifically i i think you like we can talk about the national championship but it seems secondary because the force has shifted in uh all college sports saving it we've everyone's talked about it in hushed tones for a while but nick saban is out at alabama the the center of the college uni- college football uh universe has uh shifted uh capper shared a post from uh alabama message board comparing this to their 9-11 saying they're all gonna remember <laughs> where they were when uh nick saban retired what was that? Well, I guess Rayman. What was your big takeaway from uh, the Saban news when you heard it? I think that the Saban news, coupled with Michigan winning the national championship, has shifted the balance of power outside of the SEC and accelerated this into a true two-tier. 1A, 1B, actually both 1A, conference versus conference. I don't think the SEC is going to have an upper hand anymore going forward. I expect Alabama to be weaker. Georgia is now the one juggernaut program, in my opinion. Alabama's out. They're now in the tier two with everyone else. This is huge news. I I don't care for that take, but I'll let Capper give his thoughts first. Um. I would say it's the end of an era. It's the old guard is uh, a dying breed and we are moving into a new era of college football. I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, the grind, the NIL, um, the constant recruiting calendar, it all. I think we're moving to be too into much a transitionary period and I, that I think won't we're last gonna, too long. I think we're going to see that with a lot more of the coaches in that um, upper echelon, like, that have done it differently for so long before the last couple of years. I I do think you have to wonder, and you've, of course you've seen this, like if uh, if the Aggie recruiting class is really the nail in the coffin, uh, just like because yeah, he Saban was vocal about NIL being an issue for Bama versus like other SEC schools, and. Uh, this seems like, yeah, it seemed like the writing was a bit on the wall in that sense. Yeah, I would agree with that. I like... It is, it's surprising because, like, the guy just finished third in the country or fourth in the country. Um, 
I a play away from 11th SEC championship I do, or whatever it is. I but. too greatly disagree with the notion that like the center college football will shift away from the SEC like that. Uh, I think it's yeah. going to be completely equal with the Big Ten. You got excellent programs entering the Big Ten. SEC's adding as well. Michigan just won. Alabama's taking a step back. Oregon's charging hard. Uh, I don't know. I think it's an interesting time. But have you considered that it just means more? Have you just think about how open the conference is going to be now? Well, depending Georgia, on who they, depending Georgia on who sits they on top, and then it's going to be open. Uh, yeah. there's no reason to think Alabama will continue to be better into perpetuity with playoff than the Floridas of the world. I don't think that needs to be Texas, in perpetuity, but I can see like a school logically like LSU, Texas. Uh, even Florida, if they get their fucking act together, there's a lot of people who can right. step into the vacuum, like has always happened. I do think, uh, I think Georgia very much is like I, I don't know. Also, Bama, like, and I guess this is sort of related to how the hype will manifest. Uh, the the new hire, uh, it won't be Dan Lanning. Uh, he sent that he sent out a video on Twitter that ended with him smoking a cigar. I thought it was trying a little too very hard. real coach JB of him trying a little too hard in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was we, great except we, for that we didn't hear from Greg Byrne, so it it's not official yet. Uh, do you have in mind? Uh, we've we've talked about it in the side. I feel like every group chat of dudes. And <laughs> in America's probably the guys right. are talking. The guys are talking right now. Uh, and I, I little fuffling with the fellas. Look, yeah, we're fuffling right now. Oh, I get sh- Coach Kerfuffle. Oh, I forgot. I didn't realize this, guys. This is an official fuffling with the fellas episode where we're gonna <laughs> fuffle a bit. I'm gonna. I think I have a theme song for it, and if I do, it's gonna play right now. Fuffling with the fellas. Uh, and, it, and if I don't, then uh, it's probably lost in so the annals of BYBW. And frankly, <laughs> you stopped listening a while ago. I know that. I Well, so based on the latest odds, it said uh, – so it's not Dan Lanning. Uh, Kalen DeBoer it has favorable odds here. Uh, looking at uh, Mike Norvell at Florida State. Of course, by the time you listen to this, I'm sure it will have shifted a ton, and they probably will have already announced a coach, so I need to put this out immediately. Uh, <laughs> Midnight drop. I'm not going to do that. And, and, and let's, Midnight Pacific. And let's just be honest. If they do announce a coach, uh, I'm going to just like re-edit it so I have the correct prediction the whole time and make sure you guys sound incorrect. Uh, but <laughs> I do, I guess like, so I put, I threw this out. So I, so I don't want to set you to say who will get the job. I want you to say who in a dream world, no barriers, money is not an object. They will absolutely take the job. Who would you off? Who would you think would be the dream hire for Bama? For, for Alabama fans? Yeah. Well, for Bama, for Bama fans, Bama is a program. Who's the best possible higher up. does it have to be in the does it have to be in the college ranks it doesn't have to be in the college ranks it could be sean mcveigh uh i'm saying anyone anyone can take over as bama's coach it's a good this is a good question it's a good question wow wow i have one in me huh <laughs> <laughs> i honestly did it, i would say steve sarkeesian or and i'm the only one who can say that on this podcast 
or Mike Vrabel. Uh, I think he could recruit, he can coach, and he's got a lot of energy. And I think sometimes when you have these ex-NFL people come back into the college ranks, you saw it with Nick Saban. I think you're starting to see it with Matt Rule. Uh, they can use that as a recruiting tool. And if they get the right staff under them to figure out the NIL stuff, which everyone's figuring out anyways yeah. right now, I, I think it could be a home run. I think uh, – I've said this before. I think uh, – D'Amico Ryan's the timing's not right, but the fit is impeccably. The fit, yeah, fantastic. I mean that's that's the the same as Mike Vrabel. Uh, sure, like, it's slot either. Yeah, I think like if if nothing else was an object, even if this was like one year ago, I think uh, D'Amico Ryan's. Well, if D'Amico Ryan's yeah, was still, that's a better answer than what I said. Uh, I, I think there's. Kaepernick. One real answer. Who's your? Are you saying? Are you on the lane train? Jim Harbaugh. Fuck off, dude. For Bama? Yeah, boo. Dude. He's not leaving his dude. old matter for Bama. That would be the ultimate heel move, though. You, I kind of love it. You said, <laughs> you said anybody. You did say anyone. You think you said perfect coach for the hey, situation. stop taking my hypothetical question and, use it and answering it. it to your... Obviously, there's no you know, this. I don't think he'd be the right fit at Bama, but... If you haven't seen Mike McDaniel on Hard Knocks or any, he's just fucking great. He'd be so good in college. He would be so funny yeah. at Bama. He would be like such he would a, be amazing he, at Bama. I just think in general his personality is kind of wasted on the NFL because he's like a genuinely like silly, goofy dude. And like, uh, I just think if he if he got a big time college, the game. yeah, if he got a big time college job, I think he'd be such a killer. Like, who wouldn't want to play at that guy's program? Him at USC would be amazing. Ooh. That's uh, the ultimate marriage. I guess we'll have to see because uh, we'll, we're going to talk NFL later in the pod, but the Chiefs, look they might be playing in like dangerously cold weather against the Dolphins. <laughs> so <laughs> Like in, inhabitable. Like literally like dangerous and they're like, whatever. Uh, the tickets for the playoff game. This is the best way to express this. The tickets I just saw for that. the Chiefs playoff game is like are like fifty dollars right now, which is yeah. <laughs> insane. Insane. Uh, so I guess like they're spoiled. They're so, spoiled up there. In so Kansas we went City. over the dream scenarios. Uh, I think it's interesting, Ray Man. You said Sark. It would be interesting to see if he would take that. Like, it seems like be a good hire. Be yeah, a great it hire. would be a great hire. He's ties to the program. He's proven he can win in the SEC, even though he's not there yet. Uh, the offensive scheme would be exciting, which Alabama needs right now. And obviously, the defensive side of the football was fine for Texas this year. So, recruiting's been unbelievable too. Unbelievable. So, yeah. No, I think uh, he would be. I think he'd be an excellent hire. It would be interesting to see. I think he would only step away from Texas for an NFL job. And I think he is going to get an NFL job. Honestly, I'm getting more and more of a sinking feeling. Oh, I don't think he takes it. You don't think he would take Bama or you don't, think- I don't think Sark would take Bama. NFL is a different question. I, I don't think Sark would take Bama. Uh, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch Bama. Why would you leave? Pole if I was the, if you were in a good spot, if I was the, if I was the chargers, why would you not pay Sark all the money to give Herbert uh, offense where he can actually hit whoever he you wants? Try it, yeah. You can try it, yeah. It makes sense. You can beat anybody if you give Herbert, Justin Herbert, like uh, actual confident offense and you get to build that up. I don't know. That would be my tempting offer. 
he gets to move to Southern California. But at the same time, walking away from Texas, while it's kind of on a roll, you have Arch Manning in tow. I think it's an interesting timing thing for Bama. I'm I'm almost surprised that Dan Lanning released. I almost was surprised Dan Lanning released the video only because I wonder if he genuinely did just say no to them. I guess it's almost a surprise to me that Saban would retire and Bama wouldn't already have the yes in hand. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. I mean, you would expect that, right? And Greg Byrne says they're going to tell the players hold off for 72 hours before you make your decision to enter the portal and that. So, like, TikTok. to me that screams confidence. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. um, so it's for, so, yeah, TikTok. That's why. I, that's why I think it's Lane. Yeah, Lane. That's why you think it's. Uh, I think it's Lane Kiffin for sure. Kip. Yeah, that's why I think it's. He's Lane. the one who's not getting the smoke, and that's who the coach always ends up being. And he's the one who makes the most sense. He's a coach that has proven that they could win in the SEC when no one expected them to be able to do so so quickly, and a program where it makes sense to make a jump right now. Uh, and he's tweeting out. his locations out. Is he like a two? I yeah, my only thing with Lane is because just like, obviously he think he knows people are watching where he is. Do you have a temp- you know. do you have a temperature on how Bama would receive that hire on like how Bama fans? I would? think they'd love it. Yeah, I wasn't sure if they yeah, liked I mean, him or I not because he trolls and stuff. I don't know. They're gonna be happy fine. about anyone who's not Dabo. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, younger, and they're not going to get um, Sark. Who are they going to get? Well, I guess like, who's realistically well, Caleb, this is real about. numbers too. But it's it's a very young um, alumni base with Alabama. So true. Uh, Kalen DeBoer is like Kalen DeBoer is like a great coach. But I almost wonder that's just such a different culture fit. Even though he's so fantastic, yeah, I'm just not sure that works. It's he's like when a, the Boise State coach went. Yeah, to I was gonna say when yeah. Harson. He's a dog. Uh, yeah, I think like I don't know, but at the same time, DeVore's like coaching record over the past eleven years is something is like a hundred and seven or something. He's How just about like when when Edo went to USC. Uh, a match made in heaven. It works forever. <laughs> uh, can, you imagine, shock. can you imagine Edo ordering? At like the fucking drive through in and out, and the poor workers there just being like, "What the? <laughs> you have?" <laughs> I mean, say what you want. He's he's one of only a few uh, NCAA championship coaches on the market right now. Yeah, we should uh, we should create. Call it. I don't think he's on the market, guys. I have a call it. Guys, I have a pitch for a, a series we could just put on our social media channel since we have nothing. It'll just be a series of uh, college head coaches ordering at a fast food restaurant. And that'll be <laughs> the whole, that'll be the whole series. That's the series. Uh, That's a tease. So how about, so for listeners, you don't even need, I don't even think we need to make the content because we said the content. So it's already, it's done. We did it. Uh <laughs> So we can talk. Do you want to mention Michigan and Harbaugh? The fact that everyone—it's this is the thing—is like the Saban news uh, combined with the Belichick news has made it so. Like once again, just like their cheating allegations, Michigan has sort of slid into the background already. And yep. people—it seemed like based on his quotes that Harbaugh was gone after the national championship game. A lot of his quotes were seem it. It had the feel that it was the end of it. They were. They were just like a truly dominant team, but they weren't exciting. 
Yeah, that was Bama. Like it was most of Bama. It was most of Bama's national like title teams with Sama Saban. He used to just get, yeah. have like goobers at quarterback that would get four yards. Think about how exciting some of the last championships have been. Yeah, and the last championship teams have been. Um, and like Michigan was just like, I don't know, blue collar mentality. I guess really good defense, just man. Just like not flashy. They, My, they just like kind of suffocate you until you concede and that was yeah, it like i bet just, i i took michigan they wait for you to break i took michigan in this game only because uh i just felt like because they were constructed to beat ohio state washington was the ideal matchup for them and it sort of played out that way like they got they got pressure on Penix in a way that texas just didn't like uh yeah. they like but also just like their coverage was like fantastic like uh they just knew at a certain point too that like washington was not going to score again yep Penix. uh they yep. knew because they couldn't do anything on offense and they did not care one bit i would say they I, were not going to push the envelope they were not going to you know try to attempt a big play or a or a difficult play you know and force a turnover or give themselves up on a turnover so like they were like beat us you can't yeah and uh i guess in terms of Harbaugh replacements. Is there anyone to think it would be anyone except Shiro Moore, the offensive line coach? I don't think there's. I, th- I think it's going to be internal. That's why you're not hearing anything. Yeah, I, I think it only would, a Michigan man can win there. It would be insane if they made a different pick. Um, yeah, you see what you have, and then you can always make another hire. Uh, let's see. Wait for Jim to come back. Like <laughs> it's a matter of time until he alienates and annoys the fuck. That's how he ended up like leaving uh, everywhere. Like the 49ers is just like they were just yeah. like they were they went to a fucking Super Bowl with him and they're just like fuck this asshole. Uh, <laughs> it's not worth it. This guy's not <laughs> worth it. Uh, so uh, yeah, I guess uh, one thing. So I guess we can sort of get into uh, next, like looking more forward. We can go to uh, early odds for uh, 2024 in college football. It's going to be a lot of – it seems like it will be sort – it seems like a lot of the six-year guys are finally starting to filter out. So it's it's changing just a bit. Uh, But I don't know. I guess like uh, the favorite, of course, is – it depends on what service you're looking at, but – I think Georgia is the top one um, that I've seen. Uh, yeah, definitely Georgia. I think they're going to be on – they're going to be a tough – I don't know. They're just – especially after what they did to Florida State, I think they're just going to come into the season with – They're such, on the revenge tour yeah, next year. Yeah, such a fuck you mode. Um, but I guess like after that you have uh, Ohio State – um followed by texas uh let me see i'm trying to look up the actual thing but they took they took college football down on the futures that's because of all this coaching kerfuffle (coughs) that's true (laughs) yeah okay we're back so i see what do you want to do so i'm on FanDuel now and we have uh so here are the top teams we have a georgia at plus 300 ohio state plus 600 texas plus 750 bama plus a thousand uh, Oregon plus twelve hundred, Michigan plus twelve hundred, LSU plus twelve hundred, Ole Miss plus fifteen hundred, Florida State plus two thousand, 
Um, and then after that, it's plus 2,500 up with a, with a bunch of teams, uh, Florida State, A&M, Aggie, Notre Dame, et cetera. Anything, uh, any of these stick out to you, ultimately? I mean, assuming you can't take Georgia or shouldn't because that's lame. I mean, I like Texas. They're returning all their quarterback. They've got a lot of receiver depth that's losing or gone, but they should still be fine given that whatever Sark has in that room, he can coach offense and he can coach receivers, and I'm assuming he knows and is comfortable with what he has or they would have done more in NIL and not let Isaiah Nair walk. Um, So I think Texas is there. I think Oregon, if they can figure out quarterbacks, obviously there too. They should have one of the best uh, offensive and defensive lines in the country. Yeah, it feels like – yeah, uh, Lanning is definitely building some, especially the timing of Oregon. He's humming. The, the timing of Oregon going to uh, the Big Ten and the fact that, yeah, if Lanning's not going to – if Lanning's not taking the Bama job, he's probably – he's yeah, I, I don't think there's a reason to leave Oregon right now while they're like – while they're humming. So I, I see While it. Phil Knight's still alive and, and spending money trying to get one ship. Also, Kelly Ford does a power rating system and Oregon ended up – as the number one team in the country this year. Sure. They just couldn't beat Washington. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I'm just I'm, saying they were good. They're not, they weren't the best, but they were good. Capper, do you I have, would, yeah. I would put money on Michigan 12-1. to Okay. Like, if they lose their got, coach They've and, got the succession plan in place. They should keep a you know, majority of their recruits, not lose too many guys in the transfer portal because it's like you just won a national championship. Um, I know... McCar- like McCarthy's gone most likely, but good, like though. who gives he a shit? Um, Corum's gone, but like Corum got the glory, McCarthy but like he was wasn't like better. He wasn't the way Brady. he was before his injury. And so it's like you lose guys like that and like they're big names to me, but like you don't think Michigan will be top two team in the big 10 next year and like in the playoff again. I just think next year is Ohio state's year to beat them. Potentially. Ohio State's making moves. They haven't made moves at quarterback, but maybe they're happy with what they have. But they're making a lot of moves in NIL. It'll be... Yeah. I mean, picking up Judkins is pretty nasty. Oh, I didn't realize they got Judkins. Yeah. That's... uh, They had a... And they kept a a bouquet? Yeah. Yep, a Mecca bouquet. They lost... Pretty lot, good. That's addition by not that's subtracting. A yeah, that's a hall. Yeah. I think it'll be an interesting – the thing that I'm very excited to, about for next season that I think people – I don't think people realize how fun the narrowing down to 12 playoff teams really is going to be, how exciting it's going to make the conference championship games when, like – Oh, it's going to be amazing. The fact that you can and have the these games, underdogs the in the conference The other games in November champ- for, like, the – the second and third place teams, yeah. like I think, like the, but also just like the fight for those top seeds to get the buy, right. I think is going to be so. I don't know. It'll be. I I think next season. Uh, everyone keeps saying, "Oh, college football could be ruined. the best season ever." College football's ruined. College football's ruined. Guess what? The ratings were this year literally better than ever. Like no one, you're disgusted until the game starts, and then you're watching it the same you always yep. have. Uh, in your you sanctimonious fuck, uh, but so I I wanted to throw out we sort of went through the early odds so I'm I don't know I I so this is like a outside the box pick for I probably am laying money on LSU next year uh, I think uh, the I no think Daniels though 
I think they're going to invest on – I think they're just going to invest on defense, and defense at LSU is very easy. I think just like with the athletes they have, it's very easy to fix a problem. DBU coming back? Like they could if they want to. Uh, they just actually poached uh, Bo Davis, Texas's defensive line coach, who's great, like a fantastic yeah. recruiter, really good developer. Uh, so I just think, especially Nussbaum, uh, I really like it. Quarterback, they can just like the way they just, he's okay. Is it not, is it Nussmeyer or Nussbaum? Nussma- I thought it was Mussmeyer. Muss, it's definitely not Mussmeyer. That's <laughs> Mussenberger. No, Muss. Oh God. Met- Metzenberger. It's not Metzenberger. that he played there literally. Okay. <laughs> we'll fix it in post, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I just think they can be really good. The fact that they produced two first-round wide receivers this year that no one had ever really heard of before the season started for the most part, like, that's just, like... But they're all gone. Yeah, exactly. But I think the point is they can just... <laughs> they can just they do can that. Just they can just apparate those you know, guys. We'll just create another one. Whenever they An want. An interesting point. I'm not sure it proves what you're looking for, but No, maybe. it's not that, but it's also, like, you see the... What are, their, who, what are the odds? Who is... Uh, I I think it was like plus twelve hundred. But like, also, who's who's even mentally, spiritually, who is LSU's biggest roadblock? Who's who's ready? Alabama to make the playoff. every year. Who Brian just Kaling who just got punched in this? I feel like Alabama going down. No team is more poised to feel like a personal lift than LSU now that Saban's gone. So I, I think know. this could Auburn's be their era. Feeling pretty good right now. And uh, Brian Kelly is a bad person, but that's why he's a good college football coach. <laughs> um, yeah. So fair, fair. Now I guess the last night you, you guys want to go through some quick uh, NFL wildcard picks. Yeah. Just uh, Let's do rifle it. through them. Uh, Saturday, four thirty. We got the uh, we got the Texans uh, against the Browns. Texans are at home. Cleveland favored by two points. Uh, what do we think? Texans, big game. Big, big game. Good first. versus bad, right versus wrong. Uh, Joe Flacco's been amazing. Should be the NFL comeback player of the year. I think the Texans revenge their horrible loss against Cleveland from early in the season. But now we'll have C.J. Stroud back. Give me the Texans. Can't make a better comeback than from the grave. Yeah, you can. Being good at football. <laughs> <laughs> the most Amer- the most important trait. It's the only thing uh, that matters. I'll take Texans. Sure. Uh feel good about it. Are the Texans public? They feel public. I, <laughs> don't, I don't think there's an extremely yeah. public side on this one. Uh and the line hasn't really moved. Texans are just ex- the Browns defense like scares Cleveland me. Cleveland beat the t- them by 20-something points yeah. in Houston a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, which is I why. I think Ward is, Ward is questionable, though. Uh, and also, C.J. Stroud is the greatest quarterback ever born. <laughs> is it could, could be. Mark? Potentially. Maybe. Uh, all right, let's go to the next game. Uh, this one's a fun one we talked about a little bit earlier. We got uh, – Dolphins at Chiefs. Uh, Kansas City is now favored by five. That's been creeping up. Um, who are we like in this one? They're both 11 and six, and the Chiefs have just been ass this year. I don't like them. <laughs> they're, they're, they're tough to watch. 
Snack I, I just realized I need to change my pick in a pool. I'm taking Miami, and the reason why is because they have the better running game. If it's going to be snowy and cold, I think Miami's actually more able to pound. Well, Pacheco. Hmm. Pacheco will not be. Hmm. Pacheco will not be fun to tackle in cold weather. <laughs> I think. Um, I think I saw that Miami is like one in oh oh and nine in their last yeah. nine games under. Well, that's degrees. why everyone's on the Chiefs, and it's going to be like seventy degrees colder than that. Yeah. They're two and seven you know against what? the spread in those games. Celsius and Fahrenheit me might meet. I'm taking Miami. I'm taking Miami outright, not just on the spread. There's no way. Uh, why not? Tyreek Hill. Casey's gonna smoke that. Tyreek Hill revenge game. No, uh, I think it's Miami. I think uh, regardless, it's a mean thing to make them play. Uh, next, we have. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Sunday, we get started at 1 p.m. We have the Steelers at the Bills, uh, seeing a 10-point. Buffalo's favored by 10 points here. Bills. I love, Bills easy. I absolutely love the Steelers in this spot. The Bills play close games with everybody. It's going to be real, real cold. Yeah, yeah no fucking shit, Steelers dude. Here. <laughs> it's Buffalo. They might, they they might they move the game to Cincinnati or Cleveland. Yeah, they said they're going to move the game because it's yeah. too cold. Oh, I didn't know they're literally moving the game. Yeah, they might move the game. Uh, I doubt in they end up case, moving it. In which case, that like, tilts better for the Steelers. But if they do play it in Buffalo, I think Buffalo rolls. Nah, uh, I bet. I bet the Steelers. Cover. So wait a second. How much colder like, this is, is it going to be? Versus... Is it a snow thing or is it just? It's a snow thing in Buffalo. Okay. Blizzard. This is like Tomlin versus Sean McDermott. Dude, I Sean McDermott. I think everyone sort of has overlapped the fact that he tried to motivate his team by talking about the nine eleven hijackers. Oh, I see the inspirational. <laughs> I see the um, Sean McDermott since he um, advocated for Al Qaeda five and zero record. I see the meme template every week on Twitter. Guys <laughs> counting it. <laughs> uh, next, Unbelievable. Next game we got. Uh, this is uh, Cowboys and Packers in Dallas. Ugh, who cares? Uh, seven <laughs> Cowboys. Who cares about the Cowboys and the Packers, right? Uh, Ca- They're just boring-ass teams or boring uh, people. Uh, seems like a lot of points. Seems like a lot of points, and Jordan Love can kind of sling it. Uh, yeah, Jordan Love's been great. I like the Cowboys to cover. I think they're going to win big, and then they're going to stumble in the next round. What's the spread? Seven. It's six and a half? I've seen it's seven. seven for Dallas. I think yeah, it's big. Probably probably go Dallas, honestly. Because like, they can force turnovers, too. And, like, Jordan Love, first road playoff game, first year playing. I don't you just know. can't they're, trust they're that. They're pretty, like, young on offense, too, I feel like. Um, I don't know. This seems like it could be a blowout spot. Yeah. Uh, let's try – so let's go next uh, – Capper might have some interest in this abs- game. I'm going to abstain like Herb Street. You're going to abstain like you're calling the game. I don't. I <laughs> I'm, think I'm watching the game in a dark room. I cannot make a pick. Herb Street. Herb Street does that because he's calling the game, not because he's rooting for one of the teams really hard. <laughs> it's not really the same thing. <laughs> I respect it's same, it. It's the same. I'll take the Lions. Not, I'll take the Lions. Are you, neutr- are you neutral in I the Lions playoff game here? Are you? I'm not. No. I'm as far. In, <laughs> 
neutral as I can be. Uh, this I care too much. This game is just like you couldn't ask for more if you're the NFL to get Stafford back in it's Detroit un- for the first. Uh, the script writers sick. really nailed it with that one. After they did that shit at the beginning of the season with the script commercial, yeah. they do this. Yeah. Uh, McCar- that- McCarthy... Uh, playing against the Packers round one Stafford comes back home for his first for the first time um the the NFL's coldest game ever yeah (laughs) with Miami uh, everything every they have like all the lines all these like I think like all the the I this is usually wildcard week we I like make fun of it because a lot of the games seem like trash but these seem like great. They're all pretty, pretty good games, games other than Green Bay Dallas. Uh, I think part of it is just like <laughs> the bottom, the bad teams. There's so many just like mediocre to bad teams that are all basically at the same level. So many quarterbacks got hurt. So it's just like even I don't yeah, know. I feel like all those teams were like right at the fringe of the playoffs, but like at the end they fell off. Yeah. Uh, like I'm, Bengals, Vikings, like they were hanging on, hanging on. I got the six. I got the seven. Now you're trash. I uh, I I think uh, the Texans Browns is gonna be a fun one. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so be nice. I think uh, to 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 finish us uh, off. Wait, there's one Sunday more games? game. There's one more game. There's one more game. We have or Monday uh, night. Well, Monday night Eagles. Uh, we have the Eagles at the Bucks. Uh, but Philadelphia's favored by three points, even though they've been on a slump. I'll be honest, guys. One in five. I'm taking the. I, I'm almost thinking of taking the dog and do, going with the bowl system here and taking the dog in every single uh, wild card. Game I don't here, hate that. I'll line. be on the Bucks in this game for sure. Eagles haven't proven they can win. They're going on the road. Big game. Bake's going to do what he does in big games. He's going to win. Is AJ Brown out? I know. Just like. I don't care. Probable. Um, Baker's been playing well too. Like especially, yeah, he's been playing good. He's going to sign that and, extension. And Hertz had like led the league in in uh, turnovers this year. Yeah, is that right? So um, I don't know. I would uh, I would say Bucks, but like the line seems a little weird. Baker's resurrection, Not really. Baker's resurrection, I think, is like somehow it's interesting that like it's I it's it's yeah it's also been overshadowed completely by Flacco. But the fact is like Baker was playing for the Rams last year on, like, a random, like, contract. Yeah, he got, like, won some games. Yeah. yeah, he, like, was, like, third fill-in. Yeah. Emergency like, starter he, off, he, off of uh, he, free agency. He wasn't good enough for the Panthers. Like, he really, really was, like, scraping the bottom of the barrel. He just, like, bounced back. I don't know. He's mm-hmm. just sort of – it feels like he's sort of slinging it a bit. A little career renaissance. Uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things, though, where, like, he is one of those players where, like, when – where his like when he's good and he's on, he's just like very good. And then when it's not working for him, or they get a good, the thing is like the Eagles' defensive line is just so good, and and like will make it tough on him. But the Eagles are fucking their roster's great. Like they're trash. They now. have good yeah. players though, so it's they, just Patricia's like, Patricia's calling the plays now. Oh, I forgot about that. Never mind. Uh, Bucks money line. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess the last thing you guys want to do the final thing. You guys want to do the final thing now? Okay, so this is actually worse than I thought. The Eagles are one win in their last no, yeah, six. They're one in five. Preseason. 
They're one in five. Yeah. Only win against the Giants. They've also lost the Giants. Uh, so uh, so basically zero wins. Rain Man, it's terrible. Rain Man uh, had a worse record in our uh, playoffs only. Pl- in the yeah, championship bowls that don't matter. In our championship, championship weekend. weekend. In, right. in championship weekend. Uh, in his, Not in the regular season. And his punishment as a result is he is uh, notorious for despising Marvel movies in every form. He swears them off constantly. So uh, Capper tasked him with watching Ant-Man Quantumania, possibly the worst Marvel film. It's in, it's in the running... Uh, Capper, you want to take why you chose Ant Man? Yeah, you want to? Yeah, please preamble it for us. Um, just the, it, it's and from a guy who loves Paul Rudd probably more than anybody in the entire country. Um, in the entire I would country, say it's the worst Marvel movie I've ever seen. Um, no redeeming quality, so I knew Rain Man would appreciate it as a so, let me get form this of straight. high art. Let me let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. <laughs> Two things. One, you do like Marvel still, correct? Um, I I don't watch as much as I... I but you still I like was, it. You appreciate it. You look forward to some of it. I, I, I've seen multiple movies in the last year, um, and okay. at least one. I watched Loki. I didn't watch most of the other uh, TV shows. Okay. And I make fun of you and yes. a lot of other people constantly, and it's not just making fun of. I actually we, think that I'm bullied. better than you. You're cyberbullying. Well, I'm bullying, but- and I mean it. I, like, I intentionally mean it. So you picked a intentionally bad movie, and for what reason? Because I now just I think wanted, even less of y'all. I wanted, I wanted the hate to build inside of you more. Okay, well, it's, it's worked. But isn't this the movie that was supposed to launch the next phase, too? Like, they sunk $400 million into this. Uh, yeah, it's Jonathan, to Jonathan Major's introduction, I think. Okay. <laughs> Oops. All right. All right. Now that we're cut up to speed. So I took some notes while watching this movie earlier. They're not good. They're not put together. But let's just see if that can guide my thoughts here. But the first thing is they sunk $400 million into it, $200 million of marketing, $200 million in production. And it all looks like a cheap screensaver that you had in middle school. It's weird because it's so much like oddly colored CGI, which makes the whole thing look unbelievably flat. I think probably 98% of the movie is 90% CGI. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking with that, but I would rather watch that screensaver where like the DVD icon changes colors. Well, yeah, we all rather corner. watch that all the time. <laughs> that movie, and that costs what? Like, like 30 cents? <laughs> What? And then it's so like, okay, so this this what? happens. Adjusted so after around, after around five minutes, I'm just like, okay, well, this looks terrible. Like, visually, this is just terrible. Maybe the plot will save it. That's, that's not the case at all. Drink the goo. Drink the fucking goo. <laughs> also, this, is like, this movie review is so fucking stale. But, okay, so at the beginning of the movie, before... After we flash forward into San Francisco, Paul Rudd's just like walking along the street, just one street in San Francisco. It's the only street they filmed uh, that's not CGI in the entire movie. And he's taking pictures with a bunch of people's dogs, and people are just acting like that's normal. People don't ask celebrities to take photos with their dogs. They ask for selfies with them, but there's a 30-second montage of Paul Rudd with other people's dogs. So that's how this movie started off I, for me. I think you missed you – missed- like three things in four over five different movies but go on well please tell me what the dog uh, thing no, is. no I, I don't know 
Oh, I missed some Easter eggs. So you telling me you watched like eighteen hours <laughs> was of a joke. You don't so you could get the fucking dog it, joke. If you don't it appreciate the blurb to the dog joke. That? Yeah, okay. buddy. All right, whatever. Like, on me. Read the sim- don't understand the dog joke. Excuse me. Maybe I would have liked the movie if I got the dog joke. Maybe. Whatever. Maybe. This kind of dovetails into my next point. Is like how I've been kept being told, and maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. That I had to watch all the movies and all the shorts and all the TV shows. No, all we never said that. <laughs> and if you get that, then you make sense of the plot. And you know what? I didn't get the dog thing, so maybe. But, like, my God. It was not hard to follow what was going on here because <laughs> it literally it's like paint by numbers the way the plot works in all of these fucking movies. And the last 45 minutes is going to be your big battle scene. I've actually looked up the timestamps for all the Marvel movies since they started the MCU. And there's a 34 to 48 minute battle scene in the last uh, 60 to 90 percent of every single movie. So they all follow the same formula. So you know exactly what's going to happen. And this one was no different. 48 minute battle scene. Yeah, dude. Some of these are fucking long. No way. When you're in there, it just feels like minutes. My, my, I was holding maybe, my breath the entire you. time. <laughs> but it, it all makes sense because the plot is only here to be easily dubbed into foreign languages so you can sell toys across the entire world, not just America. These aren't plot-driven movies, which is a shame because this isn't even a visually driven movie. And then so I missed the dog joke, but I wrote down the first joke that I thought was a joke. Okay. And the joke is that Paul Rudd walks into the coffee shop and the barista mistakes him for Spider-Man because he knows Paul Rudd's supposed to be famous yeah. but doesn't know that he's Ant-Man, and that's the joke. Yeah. And, like, Paul Rudd shugs it off and plays it cool. Like, I don't know. Is that uh, supposed Ant-Man, to be funny? Ant-Man. Did I miss that's something? Good. Ray- that's Rayman, can you say the joke again? That's good. No, that's <laughs> good. Like, Bye, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not Spider-Man. <laughs> That's the joke. That's crazy. Did I miss something there? Did I need to watch some movies to understand that one, Capper? That was no. That's a good. That's a good joke. All right, you ready for joke two? So joke two is that they find he. But this is before they go into CGI world. This is all happening pretty quickly. I, I call them quips. Uh, they're around dinner. The whole family's there. They're eating dinner and they're eating pizza for dinner because why not? Everyone likes pizza. And then they asked the older lady why she wants to stay in the real world because she was in quantum world for so long, 30 years. Like, didn't she have friends or loved ones down there? And she says, no, they didn't have pizza in the quantum world. <laughs> Did I get that one? That's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a direct good. quote, because by the way. I wrote have... that down. Because... Wasn't it for a granddaughter? Then... Yeah, I mean, plausibly, but she said the pizza. Uh, that's why it's a joke. One yeah, thing... but like she's making a joke for a child. Uh, I think one thing that needs to be acknowledged that you haven't talked about yet is that Michelle Pfeiffer can still absolutely get after it in this movie. She looks like yeah. all like uh, uh, Yes, rocket. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, very, very good point. Glad that did not go dropped. Um, all right, so then the plot really kicks forward. Paul Rudd's daughter builds the subatomic microscope we have like into the minutes, quantum by realm. The way, we're not for for you reasons, you're out of time, buddy. You need to get, okay. Uh, other points. Thirty minutes in, I just wrote randomly. This movie is more boring than Mank. <laughs> I don't know. That's just a joke for the film nerds out there. <laughs> and then nice. I wrote, "Holy shit! Why is Bill Murray in this movie?" I think that this is what how he had to get off the Epstein list. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Alimony's expensive, dog. Stop. 
Don't do that to Bill. Uh, if hey. King doesn't experience time literally, why is he always so damn surprised? I would say, I would say, don't do that to Bill. <laughs> but also, uh, Bill has a pretty long controversy section on Wikipedia. You might want to check Ooh. that out. Yeah, go look at it.